Last week was amazing. Manna in menus. Y'all feel that word? Hey, man, it's quiet, man. Y'all all right? Sorry, yes. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm like, good Lord, man. Y'all, somebody died? Yeah, man. So this is part two, like I promised, and I'm going to get into a word in just a second. But I want to tell you something cool that's happening in, in our church. I've really been, um, I wasn't expecting this season to go that long, you know? Um, I wasn't expecting to, to still kind of be in doing online services and finding out what community looks like has been challenging. And you guys know that. I don't need to tell you that. And um, I really wanted to still finish my assignment. My assignment has become more difficult because I am uh, distancing from my church community that I love so deeply. So my assignment has become difficult and God is still telling me I need to finish my assignment. And my assignment this year was to strengthen our church and prepare our church for all that God had for us. And while my assignment has become more difficult, I still have to complete it with the same joy and the same faith. Jamaica and I were talking about a difficult assignment um, that I have. You know, I'm the team chaplain of the LA Clippers and you know, before COVID-19, I was going to the games, sitting in some of the best seats in the locker room, encouraging the players. And now I'm trying to be a team chaplain and they're in, in Orlando three hours ahead. And so then I'm doing chapels on Zoom and, and, and depending on what happens and the timing, a lot of times I log onto the Zoom and, and they're not able to be there because something's happening. It's just not in the same time. And so I've been logging on to the Zoom chapels and not getting people coming to it. And so I almost started to send a text like, hey, man, like, you know, like my time is valuable. And God was like, finish your assignment. Just because your assignment is hard, just because you're not getting a lot of fun out of it, finish your assignment. I said, what does that mean? He said, I want you to log on to the Zoom. No matter who's on it, I want you to speak the scriptures over the team and pray the prayers. So for the third time this week, I've been on a Zoom call by myself, looking at myself, reading the scripture, praying for this team, because I'm going to finish my assignment. I'm going to finish my assignment. And sometimes the assignment gets less fun and you don't finish. I'm prophesying right now. Somebody's about to not finish because it's not fun. Oh, man, I can't. I can't. I need to be making an announcement. Y'all going to have, don't have me, man. I'm a. You're not finishing because it's not fun. And so I have to complete my assignment, and that is to strengthen the believer. And we'll be launching an initiative for the next five months of the year, August, September, October, November, and December, called LA Strong. And this initiative is so much more than giving. By the way, thank you so much for giving to Healing Los Angeles and Hope at Home and all the things we've done well over a quarter million dollars, probably approaching $300,000 has gone out to our community in this five, six months of COVID-19 efforts. And I'm just so proud to be a part of this church. But this particular initiative is going to be so much more than, than money. Each month, we're going to be focusing on a different aspect of strengthening ourselves. Month one, this August, is going to be about generosity. We uh, Not just finances, but there's a blood drive coming up on September 4th. You know, a lot of the elective surgeries, people haven't been going and giving blood. And obviously, hospitalizations are up. And so, you know, our community needs blood. And so, if you can be a blood donor, you're going to be able to sign up to give your blood. You, you ain't got no money, but you got some blood, <laughs> you know? Uh, so you can sign up oasisla.org forward slash LA strong. And uh, you just got to be in, you know, decent health. Um, if you smoke, um, they just told us don't 
go there high, but, you know, just give your blood. You know, that's what they said, you know. So they can't have anybody showing up just crazy. So just be healthy, show up, give your blood. And that'll be on September 4th. And we, we, we need about 35 to 50 people to sign up for that. But as many people can do that, that would be awesome. And then we're giving up, giving away 500 backpacks to students and families in, in need. And it's going to be cool. Those backpacks are going to say LA Strong on them. And we're going to be praying and believing God to partner with our students. And then also... Um, our city has, has launched a big initiative, LA County, to try to get as many laptops in, in families as possible since uh, entire, the entirety of LA County has to actually be um, at home, distance learning. And so they were only giving one laptop to a household. So if you were poor and you had three or four kids, imagine a single mom trying to work, trying to do homeschooling with one laptop and four kids, and they're all in school at the same time. And so we're working with organizations that are saying they need internet access and they need laptops. And so we're going to be doing that. Your giving right now in this moment will help us. It'll be my dream to give away a thousand laptops and, and uh, Wi-Fi. What do you call the Wi-Fi things? Hotspots. Give away a thousand laptops and hotspots. That would be just my dream. And, and, and that's how we're going to be partnering generosity. And then month two, I, that's why I didn't launch this in month two, because month two, y'all, is going to be self-care, physical fitness eating well, and mental health. Come on, somebody. Come on, man. Y'all thought COVID-19 was bad? That COVID-40, that's when you gained 40 pounds since COVID. That's no joke. We got to get rid of that too. Not just COVID-19, but the COVID-40, all the mental health. You've been cussing people out. We, we got to strengthen ourselves. So that's going to be in September, October. We're going to strengthen ourselves in the word. You can't just be hearing me preach the word. You got to get in the word and hear the spirit preach to you. Come on, somebody. And then November, we're going to strengthen ourselves in prayer. And hopefully by December, there'll be a way to strengthen our community and our love for each other. That's what I'm hoping for. So five months of L.A. Strong. Put your hands together. And so when you give today, you're going to be able to not just... Um, Help us get laptops and Wi-Fi hotspots to kids in our city and backpacks. But you're also going to help us for people who physical fitness. I'm really going to lean into what does it look like to get maybe a family who's struggling, living in poverty. Healthy food is a bit more expensive. So I want to be able to partner with families and say, hey, you can shop in the aisle that's organic and healthy and vegetables. You don't have to just get mac and cheese and the dollar menu. We're going to partner with your family in this time to, to get your family strong and, and to be healthy. You know, my, my mother, a lot of people don't know this, passed away at 41 years old. I watched my mother take her last breath. And while I am a believer of, of, of justice and social justice, and I hate to, to see everything that's happening in the black community, people dying in the streets and, and some killed by, 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 by uh, bad police officers. The end of the day, fast food and fitness killed my mother. And so I'm committed to not just fight for justice, but fight for your life and health. And I don't want to go to a funeral for anybody I could have said something about. And so for me, I've buried people due to this, due to no physical health. And so I, I feel like the Lord's telling me we got to strengthen our church in that way. And I've been trying to set the example the best I can, 24 days. You're going to hear about it. Like it's going to be, I'm going to be 80 and going to be like, 12,700, I'm telling you, that I don't think that math adds up, but you get what I'm saying. So, man, be ready, start to condition your mind, and I really believe that God is going to bless it. So maybe we'll bring in some personal trainers and, and some, some 
fitness coaches and try to figure that out. So your giving really helps in this season. So go ahead and prepare your offering. There's plenty of ways. To, well, there's not plenty of ways to give. There's one way to give online right now. <laughs> I used to say that before online. Thank you so much. Uh, for your giving. We're just blown away by the faithfulness of your generosity. And I'm going to pray for the offering right now and get ready, church. LA strong. This next five months is going to be powerful. I really believe God's going to bless it. So father in heaven, we thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, God, that you are. This is all by your spirit. It's not by our own strength. When we say LA strong, we mean that the spirit of God is going to strengthen our community. The spirit of God is going to strengthen our physical and mental and well-being in our souls. The Spirit of God is going to provide for us to be able to, to be generous, and it's going to strengthen our, our church and our community. And I strongly believe that the heart of a church is the strength of a city. And so that is what we are believing for, and that is why we are doing this. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. All right, as promised, I told you I was going to do Part two of my message last week, manna and menus. And if you know me very well, you know that it almost didn't happen because I, I, changed, I almost changed my mind three times. I changed my mind a lot around here, and, uh, but God doesn't change his mind. He's not a man that he should lie. And so he's, I changed my mind a lot. But this time, I kept my word. Part two, I'm going to preach a message called Comfort and Conflict. I really like this, manna and menus, comfort and and conflict. I don't know what else I'm going to do next week. I'm going to try something, but somebody got to give me two words that start with the same letter, and I'm going to preach about it. Um, but I'm going to read to you about two passages of Scripture, and we're going to jump straight into it. Last week, I read like almost all of Exodus 16, and this week, I'm just going to read two passages of Scripture in John 16, and we're going to jump right into it. John 16, verse 7 I'm reading from the King James Version. So the old saints say, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> it says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. That means better that I go away. This is Jesus talking. We're already getting into some really interesting. What scenario is it better for Jesus to not be there? He says, I'll tell you the truth. It is better for you that I go away, for if I don't go away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Remember that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. We got to be careful that we don't think that Jesus did what he did as God. Jesus did what he did on earth as a man completely saturated in every molecule of his DNA with the Holy Spirit. So we look at Jesus not as an example of what God can do, but an example of what a man could do if they would let God do it. Woo! I feel this so strong. Oh, I got to keep going. He said, I got to go away because I've been with y'all three years. And now you're thinking that you cannot do what I do. So now I have to leave, die, resurrect, ascend to heaven so that you can have access to the how I'm doing what I'm doing. Jeez, I got to go. I should call this message, I got to go, I got to go. 
<laughs> That's what I should have called her. Matter of fact, change the message on her. Hopefully by this time you see her, I want you to put on the screen. I got to go, I got to go. They ain't going to spell it right. Ain't no old black folk back there. They ain't going to spell it right. It's going to be, I have to go, I have to go. No, 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 that's not what I said. I said the name of the message is, I got to go, I got to go. <laughs> that's what Jesus said. Okay, one more verse. I'm getting distracted. John 16, verse 33. This is Jesus speaking in the same chapter. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Now, mind you, he has told them a lot of bad news. He's told them that nation would war against nation. And by the way, that's not like, you know, China in the U.S. Nation versus nation is translated ethos versus ethos that race and culture would war against each other. He's saying that a bunch of crazy stuff would happen. And then he has the audacity to tell people, I have told you all these things so that you would have peace. Not so that you would try to stop it. That's why Jesus can't tell us a lot of stuff because we'd either, if we like it, we'd chase it. And if we don't like it, we'd stop it. So he's saying, I'm telling you a bunch of bad news so that you will have peace in me. Not in the bad news, in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and many sorrows. He spent a lot of time telling them there's going to be a lot of conflict. But take heart, I have overcome the world, comfort and, and conflict. When we were talking about manna and menus last week, I, I was realizing that in a moment of either inner conflict or out, outer conflict, the Israelites desired the comfort that, free, that slavery provided. And their comfort was a menu. They were seeing a supernatural move of God in the wilderness, Pillars of fire, clouds of smoke, the glory of God, quail running around everywhere. Can you imagine just a quail run up here right now? That's a move of God. Manna coming from heaven, and, and, and they wanted, they walked across the Red Sea. They walked across the Red Sea all night long. Can you imagine what it would be like to walk across a body of water with walls of water on both sides? Any moment, it might come closing in. And then you get to the other side and it doesn't close in on you. It closes in on your enemies. And then now when it gets tough, you want to go back? It's like when they had conflict, they wanted comfort. That's why I think comfort and conflict should be the sequel to manna and menus. Because the one manna, if you will, that will sustain you in any season is the comfort of God. Jesus showed up. And he was walking and talking manna. Remember, manna was the bread of heaven. Jesus showed up and said, I'm the bread of heaven. And just like the manna that they said, what is it? They looked at Jesus and said, what's going on? Isn't he, isn't he just somebody from Nazareth? They even said, nobody, nothing good comes from Nazareth. Right? Like, wait, what? There's no way that God would have the Savior of the world be born in that circumstance. That's what they thought. You might be born in a circumstance just like that, and you think there's no way that God would have me in this circumstance if I'm going to do. No, yes, he would. But he 
Interesting, at the end of his life, he spent three years, signs and wonders and miracles. Blind people got healed. Sometimes he spoke to the blind person and said, your faith has made you well. Other times he hawked a loogie in some mud, rubbed it in their eyes, and they got well. Just Jesus was acting all nasty. This definitely didn't, wasn't COVID back then, just nasty. You know what I mean? Like, and it still healed people. And then, but yet in his final moments with his disciples... He does not prophesy a lot to them about how fire their life is going to be. He does not spend a lot. They have been spending. This is going to be so good. We've been with Jesus three years. Come on. Some of y'all been Oasis three years. And you're like, this is going to be so good. Uh, 2017. I mean, that was okay. 2018. Woo. Amazing. 2019. Wait till 2020. And it's all, all of a sudden, nobody's talking about how awesome 2020 is. It's like Jesus is healing, raising, healing the sick, raising the dead. Lazarus coming out of the tomb. Just, and the Bible says that when Lazarus came out of the tomb, there were other people who had come out of the tomb after he got resurrected. Jesus got resurrected. It, tombs were empty. They said they saw dead people walking around. This was going down. I'm talking about Jesus died on the cross, was resurrected. Boom, people get up out of the tomb. Thriller video. Just fire, man. Just like, da da da. God, you know what I mean? It was just amazing. And then he's telling them as he's preparing to leave, I pretty much want to spend my final moments with you prophesying two things, comfort and conflict. I am going to send you a comforter because you will have much conflict. Wait a minute. I feel like the enemy was listening to Jesus doing that. Wait a minute. The believers are going to get in trouble. Ooh, I can use this. I can use this because the enemy knows, listen to me, every believer who is in conflict needs comfort. So he's saying, wait a minute, you're going you're gonna to prophesy comfort? I heard anything God said, the enemy's like, wait, what? They're going to have conflict? Okay. So how do I got it? Comfort and conflict. Okay. You said it's expedient for Jesus to go away because if he goes away, the comforter, he's telling all the demons, we in trouble. The Holy Spirit's coming. Uh, it's just all the demon interns are like, what are we going to do? It's just like he's in the demon colleges teaching them all. They come in. You know, it's going to be conflict. Jesus told them that they would have peace and conflict. I want to read you two verses about the enemy. Watch this. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. If a lion walked in here right now, welcome to conflict. Lions just don't chill. They, they're the king of the jungle for a reason. Matter of fact, I'm, I watch a lot of Discovery Channel, so I am an expert on wildlife. And I was watching this one thing about a lion, and the lion was being attacked by all sides by a hyena, by a hyena tribe, all sides. And the guy who was doing the commentary said, you notice there is a clear path for lions, for that lion to get away, but lions don't run. So he would rather die. At the hands, not the hands, at the paws of these hyenas, <laughs> then to run. Wow. Lions don't run. Yeah. 
they don't run. So wait a minute. Lions love conflict. They love it. Try me is what a lion is saying as it growls. Have you heard a lion growl? If you, I've been on the African safari, and we heard a lion growl. It wasn't like, rawr, it was like, and I interpreted, and he literally, I can, I can interpret lion roars, and he, it said, try me. It said, I wish somebody would. That's what he said. Lions love conflict. But this doesn't say the enemy is a lion. It says Jesus is the lion. It says he is like a lion. So if he is not the lion, Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah. If he is like a lion, that means that the devil's job is to create counterfeit conflict. Counterfeit conflict. I want you to write this down. Counterfeit conflict are often battles you genuinely believe you will lose. It's not a real fight. You think you're going to lose. Oh, there's no way we're going to make it out of this one. There's no way. It's not true. Counterflict, conflict are battles you think you're going to lose. I want to read you Romans 8, 35 through 37, where it says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. So any conflict that makes you feel like you are going to lose is, is a counterfeit conflict. You know, the Bible says we're not at war with flesh and blood. There's a lot of counterfeit conflicts going on on the Internet. People arguing with each other. And he, he goes around like a roaring lion. You know, I, I told you I'm an expert. You know, when a lion wants to take over another lion pride, they go and they destroy all the little male lions. Isn't the enemy been calculated with removing the fathers and the males out of the homes? And I'm telling you, he wants to create counterfeit conflict. I'm going to read you one more verse about the enemy. We ain't going to stay on him too long, but this is important. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen says, but I'm not surprised. Paul was talking about a lot of people doing crazy stuff. He said, I'm not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So wait a minute. The main way that the enemy attacks us are in things that feel like it's something good or in things that feel like it's something godly. He attacks us in counterfeits. And if we don't understand that Jesus has prophesied that there would be conflict but he sent the Holy Spirit to bring comfort, then when the conflict Jesus prophesied, the enemy wants to fill in that gap with counterfeit comfort. Jesus said that trials will come. And I've been realizing that I've been relying on some counterfeit comforts in this season instead of the Holy Spirit. I went to Mexico four years ago. Went on vacation Went outside, hanging out, had my little hat on, and this dude came up and gave me a Cuban cigar. And I don't even smoke cigars. 
but it was free. And I remember he said, you want to try this Cuban cigar? And I'm like, sure. Probably somebody's like, I'm not going to this church. He, he, he. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to help you. This is going to help you. And so I did. And I remember feeling like, oh, man, this is, this is the life. I, I didn't even finish it. It was like two or three. Next thing you know, somebody had a baby. We did another cigar thing. And then in COVID-19, when it got really hard, my wife set an outdoor patio, and I went and bought me a cigar. And coming back, I was just trying to think about what it, what it felt like to be on vacation. And I was on that patio, like, with a cigar. Now, any church member would have came out of my... Like, I was making excuses. It's not, it's not weed. It's not. And the next thing you know, it turned into, like, a couple glasses of wine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I've been at pastors gathering a couple glasses of wine. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit said, the enemy is trying to give you counterfeit comfort. He's trying to get you to open up a door with things that are permissible but not beneficial so you get to something self-destructive. Oh, my God, my God, my God. God, my God. I said, Lord, you got to set me free. And I'm not set free when I stopped. I'm set free because I'm telling you. The Bible says when you talk about your things to God, you get forgiven. When you talk about your things to your community, you get healed. So the enemy wants to make you believe. Oh, my God. Listen. 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 There's so many things that I've seen the enemy is trying to replace the Holy Spirit with, counterfeit vices. You know, he hit me with the cigar. He knows what to do. He hit me with the cigar. Some of y'all is comfort vices. You know, pornography is at an all-time high right now. People are drinking wine. Liquor stores are selling out of stuff. Just Chardonnay. You don't even know what Chardonnay is. You drinking <laughs> Chardonnay and just... And you just, it's wine. Jesus drank wine. We love, we love to make, but really you don't pray. You're not in your word. He, you're not. And I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying the enemy's trying to give you a counterfeit vice because it feels good. Somebody it's like, it's video games. It's like Fortnite and you 40 and you just play Fortnite all day. Yelling at little kids. You, <laughs> you just yelling at 14 year olds. And you 40. I cannot can I speak to you? The Holy Spirit wants to be the comforter. Yeah. Jesus said, I would go. And in the gap of the indwelling and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, the enemy wants to give you counterfeit comfort yeah. in the middle of a God pro- prophesied conflict. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm telling you. He'll try. Oh, he loves counterfeit. Oh, he loves comfort. He loves counterfeit comfort, counter uh, comfort vices. I'm telling you, if you picked up a vice, it's time to put it down over this next. I'm talking about the Twinkie, the fast food, the liquor, the tobacco, all that stuff. We got to put it down because there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. But for me, God was like, I'm calling you to be holy. I'm calling you to, I got you. I will comfort you. Don't do nothing to relax. I know you're stuck at home, but listen, I want to feel every fiber of your being with the Holy Spirit. I don't want 
vices. The Bible says, and here's how you know. I'm going to get theological on you so you don't follow judgmental people. The Bible doesn't say don't drink or get drunk. It says don't fill yourself with wine instead. It says in conflict, you got to be filled with something. Why not the Holy Spirit? Proverbs 31. We always talk about Proverbs 31 being a Proverbs 31 woman. In the beginning, there's a message to the man, and it said it is not for kings to be drunk with wine. So how you give up your false comfort vices is a renewed revelation of your identity. So it wasn't that I'm like, yo, cigars are bad. Wine is bad. No, 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 no. That wasn't the revelation. The revelation was God is good. He's the king of kings. Big king, little king. Guess who's the little king? Me. So when I stepped into my identity, I became too good for the false counterfeit comforts. I'm too good for that. God is too good for that. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. And I'm telling you my, my testimony because sometimes pastors will tell you scriptures but they won't tell you their, their struggles. They won't tell you. The enemy wants to bring you counterfeit comfort, comfort vices. Ooh, there's comfort food. There's comfort food. Can I tell you my comfort food? Don't give me a frosted strawberry Pop-Tart and try to tell me God ain't real. I will pull up on any gas station and buy a frosted strawberry Pop-Tart like upon, like just out of stress. I've driven the donut shops out of stress and I know my body doesn't look like it, but listen, I was dealing with comfort food, eating way too much, snacking, keeping comfort food, just eating because I'm scared and I'm afraid and I won't pray. So I'm filling myself with things and sugar that make me feel good. And I put on that, so my shirts wasn't fitting right. And God is saying, it's not that it's bad. It says, I'm good. Right. You need a revelation of who I am and who you are because the enemy wants to tempt you with what is permissible so he can get you to do what is destructive. The door to the destructive is the permissible. It is the thing that you can't really find it theologically that it's wrong. Yes. It's not like I finished the whole thing, right? But I was waiting till my kids went to sleep. What I won't do in front of my kids or listen to in front of my kids. And here's the thing. God is not mad at me for doing that, but he was grieved. Because you grieved the Holy Spirit. I had the comforter on the inside. And all he was saying is, Julian, I wanted to do that for you. I wanted to do that for you. I wanted to do that for you. And I, hey, listen, man. Somebody is judging me right now because my comfort vice was a cigar and you just ate Jack in the Box for the sixth time this week. Them old nasty tacos, I didn't even meat. You got a, what is it, what's a Taco Bell menu? Eating them chalupas and all that stuff, chalupas and balupas. That stuff ain't meat. I work there. It's not meat. We boiled it in a pot. Sorry, Taco Bell. But we love to judge people for vices we don't have. 
Golly. You got to remember, the reason why I actually took a puff of that cigar in the middle of a pandemic was not because I like cigars. It's because it reminded me of a time where I had comfort and peace. Wow. Oh, my God, I am preaching the word. I'm telling you, this is going to be a quiet one. People are going to be in the chat like, just put the big eyes in the chat. What's the big eye emoji? He up here confessed. He up here talking about how it really went down. But let me tell you something. Like my grandfather used to say, I'm black and I'm back. I done put that stuff down. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. God's been comforting me. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm putting my vices away. I'm eating healthy. I'm working out. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news. So I got to act like it. Some people don't have a purpose because they don't act like they got a purpose. Some people don't get married because they don't act like they're going to get married. Some people don't have money because they don't act like they got money. God wants to move in your habits before he can move in your holiness. Oh, we got to get rid of the counterfeit comforts because Jesus prophesied that there would be conflict. And so the devil knew, okay, I can't go against what God said. So I got to try to give them a counterfeit comfort because if I show up with the counterfeit comfort, they'll never experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Never experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Comfort food, comfort vices, comfort dating. Come on, Tinder. Bumble, you're going to get stung. <laughs> Woo. Comfort dating. Woo. I done had a few comfort dates back in the day. I mean, not, 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 not during the quarantine, Marvin. <laughs> not during quarantine. I got to finish that sentence. It's like, he, it would. <laughs> Trip. Trip. Comfort dating, man. There's a lot of good boyfriends that make terrible husbands. A lot of good girlfriends that make terrible wives. That means they make you feel good, but it ain't good. It's not going to end good. I'm telling you, comfort dating is no joke. Anybody got a Zoom boo right now? You just, that's your, that's your Zoom boo. Like you ain't even seen them. It's just your Zoom boo. They don't live in the same state. It's just your Zoom boo. You better get rid of that Zoom boo. Tell you. I'm telling you, you better get rid of that Zoom boo. Because your comfort date is going to mess up your eyesight to see who you really supposed to be with. It messes up your eyesight. It messes up your eyesight. We have comfort community. These are people that we hang out with and they don't help us grow. When we're hurting, we get to hang out in communities that make us feel like the hero. Oh my God, that's comfort community. When you're hurting, you hang out with people who make you feel like a hero. When you're hurting and you're broken, so you hang out with people more broken than you so you don't have to feel like you're hurting because you feel like a hero because they'll tell you they on crack. You don't, you just smoke and you're like, I ain't that bad. I feel like a hero. That's comfort community. You got to hang out with people that'll tell you, put 
that stuff down. The Holy Ghost has come that you might have some comfort. You got to hang out with some people that'll point you to Jesus. You got to hang out with some people that if you need something, they'll cut a hole in Oasis and drop you down. And Jesus, listen to me. I'm telling you right now, you got to hang out with some people that won't drive you to the club when you're hurting. They'll drive you to the presence of God. You got to hang out with some people. Comfort community is no joke. Comfort community is no joke. The, 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 the enemy wants to give us counterfeit comfort. And for me, it was just vices. It was vices. The enemy wants to visit you with vices because he knows the Holy Spirit wants to dwell with holiness. And if those vices have paid you a visit, I'm anointed to pray for you. Because I kicked them out. I kicked them out. I'm kicking them out of my body. Ain't no more Pop-Tarts. I'm about to start praying in tongues, man. Did I say Pop-Tart in the middle of that praying in tongues? I like... <laughs> telling you, man. You think I'm... You ain't going to have me, man. I watched my mom take her last breath. And she believed in Jesus. But the Holy Spirit wasn't able to help her kick the vice because every time she was hurting, she went to something that was a counterfeit comfort and it caught counterfeit comfort cost her her life. And I feel like my mom is in heaven like, come on, son, let's go. Preach the truth to the people. The Holy Spirit is the comforter, y'all. Comforter. My mom was like, I didn't. I feel like she's telling. I didn't find out about this comfort till I was up here. So we're all interceding for Oasis Church to understand that the comforter has come. And this comforter is so amazing. Jesus said, I got to get out of here. I got to go. So the comforter will come. The comforter will come. And in between the gap of the comforter dwelling in you and, and what you chose to believe about Jesus, the enemy wants to, in your conflict, give you a counterfeit comfort. And I know there's a gap because the Bible says that a man by the name of Apollos was preaching because he believed in Jesus. And they approached Apollos and said, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? And he said, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. So we know there's a, a gap sometimes between what we choose to believe in this indwelling of the comforter. comforter. And in that gap, the enemy will wait for you to have a conflict and then try to give you counterfeit comfort. That's what he wants to do. But, but God is amazing. Paul said this. Talking about my mom going to make me cry. I need a tissue. Struggling. It's okay. I'm going to take my time. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 through 11, say this. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Isn't that beautiful? Somebody grab me a tissue right there. It's okay. You can hand it to me. Mom, I'm talking about my mom making me cry. Shoot. Says, blessed be the God of comfort, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. So all comfort comes from God. So many times we think Jesus didn't die to make you comfortable. No, 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 I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't think Jesus died to make things convenient. He did die to make you comfortable. 
comfortable in conflict because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Not self-comfort. Not self-manufactured. A comfort that can only come from God. Paul seemed to be comfortable in conflict. He says he comforts us in all of our affliction. You know you're going through it when you start calling it affliction. (laughs) You ain't even like, it ain't a bad day. It's affliction. Like, you know, he didn't say that God comforts me when somebody didn't call me back or I didn't get the promotion I thought or I'm not fulfilling the dream I thought or I moved to L.A. I don't know what's going on in my career. He said, no, 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 this ain't a bad day. This is affliction. Affliction. He comforts us in all our affliction. So that means that he, when he prophesies that you will go through conflict, he is also saying that I, can, I am the only source of comfort that will help you with prophesied conflict. I, you can't go anywhere else for this and feel better. And then he says, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Get this. I want you to write this down. Both hurt and comfort are transferable. You know, it says hurt people, hurt people, comforted people, comfort people. So if you would allow the spirit of God to comfort you in your hurt, then instead of passing on hurt and brokenness, you would pass on the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He goes, you can comfort others with the same comfort you receive from God. And then he says, for as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort. Paul's saying, I am so comfortable with conflict because of the Holy Spirit. If God has me suffer, if I am afflicted, it's because sometimes it's going to help me walk that person through that. So God knows that they don't. God knows that they don't have the strength to walk through it. So he's got to make an indwell filled with the Holy Spirit believer walk through it because he knows in two years they're going to meet that community of people who aren't going to know how to get through that. And you're going to be able to say, hey, I put the weed down. I put you hear the word. I'm telling you, it's amazing. So sometimes the enemy, the Jesus will make you go through something that somebody else is going to go through so that you can lead them. To green pastures and still waters. Oh, I feel the Lord on this word. Somebody say, it's not me. It's for somebody I'm going to meet. Do you hear what I'm saying? He'll, Paul said, if we're afflicted, it's for your comfort. And if we're comforted, it's for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. And then he says in verse 7, our hope for you is unshaken. Because I've been down that road. I've overcome that temptation. I beat that addiction. I overcame that breakup. I did. I've walked through it and the Lord comforted me. So I have an unshakable hope that what God did for me, he's going to do for you. He's going to do for you. Then he says in verse eight, for we don't want you to be unaware. He doesn't say, for we don't want you to be unaware of all the miracles and the signs and wonders and how much our church is growing and how we did it and how we, we, we opened the building and all. He didn't say, I want you to be, he says, I want, don't want you to be unaware of the affliction. <laughs> there he goes again. Let me tell you how hard it was 
For we were so utterly burned beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope. He will deliver us again. And you must also help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted to us. It was a blessing, not that I got out of it, but that God comforted me through it. Somebody give God some praise up in here. I got to pray for somebody. I want you to write these two things down. The only way to overcome really bad things around you is to have something even greater within you. Only day, only way to overcome the conflict is to allow the Holy Spirit in you to create the comfort. And to resist the counterfeit comfort. And blessings are not just the things God gives you. Paul said it was a blessing. It's a blessing. I made it out. Sometimes we only think it's a blessing if we make it up. No, Paul said, no, no, no. This ain't about promotion and more of this and climbing up the, 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 the corporate ladder. It's not, Paul said it's not just a blessing if we make it up. It's a blessing if we make it out. It's a blessing. Blessings are not just the things that God gives you. Blessings are also the trials God comforts you in. I want to pray for somebody right now who's in conflict and they got a false counterfeit comfort. False counterfeit. Somebody's dumping out the weed right now. I feel the spirit of the Lord. Somebody's going in their cabinet right now and they're dumping up all the wine bottles. They're dumping out all the wine bottles. Somebody's going in and the, the Jack Daniel, the whiskey's going down the sink. Not because whiskey is, is, I'm not talking about judgment. Whiskey's bad. I'm talking about God is good. The comfort has come. You can't just have the, somebody's dumping their liquor cabinet out right now. Somebody is, 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 uh, is, is putting a lock on their phone and getting some accountability about pornography. Somebody's getting delivered right now. Somebody's getting set free. Somebody picked up an old cigarette habit and they're putting their, their um, you know, I don't even know the brands of the cigarettes, Newports. <laughs> you know, they just dumping them, breaking them up and putting them in the trash, man. I'm telling you, I feel somebody's getting delivered right now from counterfeit comfort. Somebody right now is has been you know binge uh eating and 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 dealing with food somebody's getting gonna get healthy they're asking god give me strength man i i gain weight during this time and i'm not feeling healthy i'm not feeling strong somebody's gonna start eating vegetables and stop eating fast food somebody's dumping i know we talk about liquor in the church and all this stuff and but somebody needs to dump a coke down the a Mountain Dew down the sink. Somebody needs to dump a Pepsi down the sink. Somebody's using food as a vice, as a counterfeit comfort. And Jesus said, I got to go because if I don't go, the comforter will not come. And I feel like this entire message is just to tell you that Jesus said, if I don't go, the comforter will not come. And I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you, if that thing I just prayed for doesn't go, the comforter will not come because we restrict the comforter from doing his job when we lean on other things of comfort. And I get it. This time, y'all, has been so hard. This time has been so hard. You know, and I'm not one of those dudes that like to work out. We were running a 400 meter up a hill. 
400 meter up a hill. I was working out with this real fit dude. You know them fit dudes? You know, he was just like... <laughs> you know, he was buff. His whole leg, just like, his leg just looked like, you know, like, it just looked like it didn't even belong on his body. <laughs> he just, you know, them buff dudes. You see him running at the stoplight. Shirt off, running with your shirt off. I was running in two shirts. This dude next to me, he just, don't you just love this? Like, don't you love it? I'm like, no. I kid you not. I'm sitting here, I'm like, Jesus, you got to help me. This is for my kids. This is for my church. This is for my grandkids I'm going to get to play with. You got to help me. This ain't, this ain't me. I'd rather be doing something that, that's comfortable. Jesus, you got to help me. Now, I don't even know if this dude is a believer. I know he's not. He don't really. But I'm like, he's like bouncing around. He's ready to go. I'm, like, I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it. So for the, I, he, he's young. He plays sports. I ain't got no sports to play. I ain't got nothing to do. But live and get rid of these things that I rely on to get me through seasons of conflict. You know how many times I'm praying? Jesus, help me do one more. Help me to get back up. Help me to eat this. Help me to eat right. Help me to, man, Holy Spirit, I need you. And in that, I've seen the glory of God. I feel amazing. I feel strong because the Holy Spirit has been my comforter in conflict. And that's what I'm praying for you. And that's what I'm believing for you. You can do it, Oasis family. If I could get up here and be vulnerable about things I'm struggling with the last five months, and that wasn't yesterday, so I gave it some time before I told you the testimony. You know what I'm saying? But if I can be vulnerable, I can tell you the truth and tell you what the Holy Spirit's doing. I want that to be an example for you. So I really believe you can do it. I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to do a final worship song. I went a little over, but it's cool. What song are we going to do? Whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Father, I thank you for my church family. I thank you, God, that as I prayed earlier, things are getting put away in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, just like you are doing for me and continuing to do for me, you're not allowing what's permissible to open up the door to what's destructive. That you are keeping these counterfeit comforts that the, the enemy wants to use in this season to keep us from the comfort of the, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we, we just invite you to be our comforter. Every vice, every, every app, every website, every food item, every liquor, everything, the soda, all of it, Lord. Anything that's bringing us comfort has got to go so that the comforter can come. And we're so grateful. And we know you're gracious, God. There's no judgment, Lord. There's just mercy and grace. So we need your help. And we believe that we have it. In Jesus' name, amen.